0: Fat dudes. All right, so we are back for episode 13 of the Two Fat Dudes Talk Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Hayden Gage. With me is my dad, Chris. Hello, hello. We were off last week. Chris was on vacation, so we're back now. And it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. All right, so there's a couple big news things this week. Um, we'll go from like what we feel least important to most important. Um, not most important, but what we find more interesting. Um, the first one was the college football playoff rankings were announced this week. We're not huge into college football, but it's fun to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. Um... Especially when it gets down to this point where things are kind of getting manipulated to where you're going to see the top four who are going to be the playoff teams. There was
0: some controversy about Mm -hmm. one of the teams that made the top four. So it went Alabama number one. No surprise there. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Michigan. All undefeated teams. Yep. And then a surprising number four snuck in there was Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, and undefeated, then, though. Undefeated when they were um, taken in or put in, and then they lost today. Yeah. Upset to, I don't even remember. remember Mississippi State. Mississippi State.
1: So 30, they, it was 35-28. Uh, to 28. Yeah. Texas A&M threw an interception in the last few seconds, which would have been a game-tying touchdown yeah. and all that stuff. Anyway. So, yeah. Um,
0: We don't have much to talk about, but that was just a surprising revelation. Or, not revelation, but, like, that happened as, like, they put it in surprisingly, and
1: then they lose. Well, what will be cool is if Washington can win today, Mm -hmm. they would then bump up to number four. Mm -hmm. Which, the interesting story for us local Sacramento folks, is the quarterback for the Washington team Mm -hmm. is from Folsom. Really? He was the Folsom quarterback a couple years ago, Jake um, uh, Lock, Lock, Locker, 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 or something like yeah. that. So, uh, right. he's a Heisman candidate. Uh, I, leading this Washington team yeah. to a really, really excellent season. He so. is a Heisman can- candidate, but I
0: think Lamar Jackson's running away with it. He, no, you're he, right. Like today, well, we're recording on Saturday. We're recording a few days earlier, earlier than we used usually, usually One day. do. One day earlier, so. That's why we're talking about today. It's Saturday. Um, he accounted for seven touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think he's right now the But
1: for a local Folsom yeah. kid to be able to be in the, exactly. in the talk and to be leading a team into the playoffs like that, it's a pretty cool story for us locally here. Exactly. Um,
0: and then another surprising one uh, news thing this week, Norv Turner of the Minnesota Vikings resigned.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he, their offense looked horrible anyways. So. Well, what's funny to me about that, Norv Turner is an excellent offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a horrible head coach, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a head coach guy, but he's an excellent offensive coordinator. I mean, Troy Aikman of the Dallas Cowboys, when they were winning all those Super Bowls back in the 90s, mm-hmm. he had Norv Turner introduce him for the Hall of Fame. Really? So that's how much North <laughs> Turner meant to Troy Aikman in that offense, right? Wow. So North Turner is a pretty spectacular offensive coordinator. So, something just wasn't gelling yeah. right with that team. Um, now, injuries have decimated that oh, offense. Yeah. I mean, they've got Sam Bradford because they lost their starting quarterback. They've got Jarek McKinnon playing running back, who, who had anybody heard of him until Adrian Peterson got injured? No. No. So, um, you know, you've got a lot of pieces there. And from what I read earlier this week, there was some tension. Yeah. There, there was some tension between North Turner and his assistant. Yeah, offensive coordinator who who is now taking over. Okay. Well, they they had lost two straight games and mm-hmm. their offense had looked horrible
0: yeah. in those two losses. Yeah. I mean they lost to the Bears last week. So well, I mean, the reason
1: why they won those five straight was their defense. Yeah, I mean the offense scored enough points. Well,
0: the offense scored enough so that they were able to keep ahead. They can't score. Right. So yeah, um, that was another surprising thing this week. Um, then there's a couple in or three big. Not big, but three NBA news uh, things. Um, NBA announced they're having an uh, award show uh, to announce like the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year thing on June 26, 2017. I'm surprised they haven't had this before just because it's a lot of big awards. So,
1: I mean, it'll be cool to see. Well, the the NFL does it. Yeah. You know, the NFL does it. They have the ESPYs. They've got all these now these sports award shows. mm -hmm. So the fact that the NFL was doing it, the NBA wanted to kind of follow suit. They are growing I feel yeah. the NBA is probably more popular today than it was two years ago, three oh, yeah. years ago. Um, there's lots of storylines. You know, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers winning the, super, the, the title champions. last year yeah. was a big story. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the NBA is not as popular as the NFL, obviously. Mm. But it is becoming more of a year-round sport Yeah, where, you know, the NFL, I mean, you're talking about the season when the season's going on. Then you're talking about the draft. Then you're talking about OTAs and the, you know start of the season, preseason. I mean, it's just all year long. Exactly. And that's what the NBA is trying to cap- yeah. capitalize on their popularity right now. Yeah,
0: so um, I'm not surprised. It's it, I'll watch it just because yeah. I like seeing those awards. I like seeing who they, th- who a lot of the so-called experts think are worthy. Sure. Um, NBA contract extensions. The deadline was last Monday. Um, there was about three big ones that I saw. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Was resigned for four years, one hundred two million dollars, ninety million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. He's a great. He's he's a good player. I don't think he's a hundred two million for four years. Good.
1: That's the contracts nowadays, uh, which is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Um, then Oladipo, uh, the Thunder re-upped on their other two core guys, Oladipo for four years, eighty four million, Steven Adams for four years, one hundred million. Uh, both reasonable contracts. I think. I think sure. both those players approve that. But the fact that Stephen Adams is making less than Rudy Gobert, <laughs> eh, doesn't sit <laughs> right with me.
1: But um, they're both making more than Demarcus Cousins. That's true. FYI, that is true. I was actually not. I was hoping to hear that maybe Demarcus would would have re yeah, but but he's gonna wait till the end of the season if he's yeah. with the Kings. Yeah, and he'll be one of those, you know, five year. You know, max contracts. You know, yeah. $130, dollars. Oh, so, yeah, he'll be.
0: I think, yeah, he's gonna be up there. Um, and one
1: of the things Demarcus Cousins does every Christmas is buy bicycles for like five thousand kids. Yeah. You know, once he gets his new contract, he can up that, and he can double it. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got the cash.
0: Um, and then a big retirement this week. Ray Allen retired, yeah. which he hadn't been. He hadn't been playing for the past couple of year or past year year, anyways. So. Everybody already thought he was retired, but he officially announced it. Um, I think he'll go down as one of the best ever, if not the best
1: shooter, three point shooters ever. Well, he's, you know, unless uh, Steph Curry will break the record. Yeah. Um, But that's just because of the way they play. Mm -hmm. Ray Allen was the one that really took that to the next level. Yeah. You know, Dale Ellis, I believe it was, was the one that had the record forever until Ray Allen broke it. Mm -hmm. And they kind of did things a little bit. I mean, he's got a beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. Um, he's a clutch player. Um, uh, I mean, you look at that,
0: um, probably the clutchest moment of his career was when the, the Heat were down by three with ten seconds left. He runs back, doesn't even look at the floor, shoots up a three and drills it to tie the game, and they went on to win the game in the series, yeah. the finals. Yeah. I mean, he's... That was the Spurs. Yeah. And then the Spurs came out and just decimated him in, in the, the next, next year. year. But whatever but um ray Allen will go down as one of the best shooters ever. yeah what this
1: does is it'll put to rest the rumors yeah of him signing with cleveland mm-hmm. or signing with you know whoever needs that extra little shooter you know to put them over the top they think he you know? signs with the warriors <laughs> right exactly then <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what that will put to rest is those kinds of rumors because now he's like okay i'm done mm-hmm. folks i'm i'm done yeah so that's what that that's what that does for him
0: yep um and then the big story this week was the Cubs finally won the World Series. 108 years. We are not baseball fans nope. very much. That was one of the best series and one of the best Game 7s I have ever watched.
1: So, like you, I don't watch regular season baseball. Mm-hmm. I will start to pay attention around the playoff time. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, I watched maybe two games in of the playoffs this season. Mm-hmm. But once it got down, just because of my schedule, but but, yeah. but once it got down to the World Series, and it was really interesting, you had Cleveland, who hadn't been in the World Series for 60-some years. Yeah. Well, no, no, they have been... Won the series in 60-some they, years. They were, went there in 97. Yeah. Um, but they hadn't won it since, mm-hmm. you know, forever. Um, and the Cubs. Yeah. And so, what I mean, this two storylines were just amazing. Because either way, whoever won it was going to be an amazing story. Yeah. And the, the, that game seven... I mean, go you know extra innings. I mean, that could not been scripted any more perfectly. No, you're
0: right. That's sports. I mean, both teams huge droughts, championship droughts. Uh, Look like the um, Cubs running away up five to one in yeah. the uh, one. I think it was the fifth inning. It was six. Sixth, yeah. And then they scored two two runs on a th- on a, a pitching error yeah. by John Lester. Six or five three. David Ross who re- was retiring after this game this was his last game comes in hits a homer to pull him up 6-3 and then they they bring uh he was the backup catcher by the way backup catcher that's right i mean he is it's just, John Lester's catcher basically is what he is what okay. he has. um and then the cubs try and cu- bring in uh Chapman early he gives up a two-run homer and then they score again to tie or the two-run homer was to tie it yeah. i don't remember what they did to score Goes into extra innings. I mean, that was one of the best games I've I have ever watched. That mean, was a lot of fun. And then, did you see the um, the crowds on the parade? Oh. I sent, read somewhere there was an estimated five million people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. So
1: basically, the city of Chicago shut down pretty much for for the day. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know what I did read those or heard on the radio? Is that the next day in Chicago? Like the schools, mm-hmm. there was actually schools that like held tests and like it was a normal day for them, and the parents were mad. <laughs> sure, I would be I mean,
0: okay. So the game ended around nine thirty mm-hmm. over here in Sacramento. That's twelve thirty in Chicago. You or Cleveland? They played in Cleveland. I forgot about that. But it sounded like a uh, Chicago crowd
1: there, too. Well, Chicago is two hours ahead of us. So yeah. it would be 11.30. Uh, 11.30. Yeah, but you're right. In mm-hmm. Cleveland, it was 12.30. I mean, so by the time people finally settled down, it probably wasn't, you know, it was probably twelve thirty one o'clock, you know, because mm-hmm. you're watching the stories on ESPN and the news and, yeah. you know, you're reading everything on it that you can. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the way I would be. I mean... I was, I got off work and I went home and I read just a bunch of
0: stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, another storyline I remember reading, um, Theo Epstein, the um, GM for mm-hmm. the Cubs. Did you know he also broke another uh, yeah, drought? I know. I know. I mean, the Red Sox drought too. I mean, I think a lot of people are saying he cemented
1: his Hall of Fame. Uh, How could you not? See already. And the thing about it was, you know, people are saying, well, it's because he had an open checkbook. Well, no, you know, the way he did it was, he told the Chicago Cubs fans, he said, be patient with us, we're going to be bad for a little bit, but we're rebuilding. And he rebuilt through the farm system, mm-hmm. meaning guys, yes, he brought in players like Aratus Chapman, mm-hmm. he brought in guys like Ben Zobrist and, and Lester, and he brought in some guys that he definitely made and opened the checkbook for. But Kyle Schwarber, yeah. um, Chris Bryant, Rizzo. Some, Rizzo, all those guys, those guys, guys came through their farm yeah. system. All those guys
0: are under tw- are 25 and under. So, as a young team. You remember and...
1: what he did with Boston, right? He won that championship. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, they won again, mm-hmm. right? The way that Chicago Cubs are set up, they are set up to continue to win. Yeah. It's not like this is a one and done. Hey, they just broke the bank and won the championship and they paid all these guys and now they're going to stink for the no- another 10 years. No. They, <laughs> they're they, built they for will success. be good. Yeah.
0: Um, so we don't not only realize that it was a great, um, great game and a great series, but America realized it because sure. it was the most watched World Series in twenty five years. Yeah, the game averaged forty million viewers throughout. Mm-hmm. That is Super Bowl numbers.
1: No, actually, no? it's not. So well, I'm wrong then. Yeah, I read something wrong. So lem- Super Bowls are the usually the highest watched. TV mm-hmm. show of the season. Of yeah. Anything. Yeah. Uh, regular TV throughout the year. Mm-hmm. They're the highest ranked. They'll have 100 plus million people watching. Okay, well, I'm wrong. No, no. It's <laughs> but to your point, 40 million people for a baseball game is huge. Last yeah. year's numbers were half that. Yeah. I mean, I think they, the most it got was 25. Yeah. Um, so th- for the fact that they got up that high. Now, the one thing about baseball is that while 40 million sounds like a, a boatload of people, and it is, Mm-hmm. Monday night and Sunday night football games actually get relatively close to that. Yeah. Well, it's because football's the best, like, the right. most watched that sport what in America. Right, but, exactly. So.
0: But you're um, for baseball? Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Um, so that's it for the news. We're going to do, um, we're just going to do this right now, the first week of the NBA season. Sure. Or Now it's like the week and a half. Week and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's been a couple surprises. Uh, First surprise of the season was the Warriors getting completely blown out by the Spurs. And? And the Lakers (laughs) last night on Friday, which is insane. Um, We went to the first Kings game in the new goal one center. Yes, Yes, it was against the Spurs, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was lots of fun, dude. Well, then you went to the night game against the Timberwolves, Timberwolves. which was another great game. Um, Which was more fun because they won. Yeah, exactly. And it came out of the wire and yeah. behind and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So, um, so far through the first week of the NBA season, uh, there hasn't been a lot of surprises. Um, Cleveland's
1: dominating. Um, well, there's a couple for me, anyway, just in there. The way they've played and mm-hmm. the way things have gone. Uh, the Pelicans are 0-6. Oh, yeah. They're... The Mavericks are 0-5. But, you know, the Pelicans... I mean, Anthony Davis is putting up MVP numbers, but they're losing. Well...
0: Yeah, no. Um he, he will not he will be in the MVP conversation just because of his numbers, but he's not going to win.
1: Well, you never give it to uh, no. a guy that's loot I mean DeMarcus yeah. Cousins should be an MVP caliber based on his numbers, yeah. but he never is because, because. of their record because yeah. they stink. So, um
0: Pelicans are horrible. Uh,
1: let's see who else is horrible. So, here's the thing you look at with that kind of thing just as a yeah. side note. It, at least for me. So, if the Pelicans were to take away Anthony Davis, they'd still be 0-6. Yeah. So what, really, what has Anthony Davis done for them to get them over the hump? Put up his numbers. Not to take away from his great game and his great talent and skill. but.
0: And through the first week of the season, one thing that I hate to say, mm-hmm. I actually like what the Lakers are doing. Do you? I do. I, I like the core that they have there um, with D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. Larry Nance Jr. who put uh, David West on a poster last night. <laughs> um, so I like that whole team. Jordan Clarkson. Uh huh. The only player that I really don't like on that team is Nick Young. Yeah, he's. he's but he he's like the oddball in that group because everyone's young, mm-hmm. and then there's Nick Young who's like thirty five.
1: So <laughs> well, he's just yeah he is yeah. kind of one of those guys you know you just kind of see it you know he's a like punk.
0: Uh, Minnesota started one in three. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't started very strong but I think they've lost a lot of close they've built up leads and then lost the game
1: well, so that's they, a young team though exactly and that's a young team and you've got a new system mm-hmm. for that young team I mean they've played under uh, was it Sam Mitchell who was their coach, coach for yeah. a couple years so I mean they've they've had Sam Mitchell as their coach and now with a new coach coming in Tom Thibodeau teaching his system mm-hmm. learning his style I think they'll be fine I mean it's yeah. a long season you're talking the first week and a half yeah yeah, they didn't come out as strong as you would like, but they'll finish fine, Yeah, I believe.
0: Um, Philadelphia still sucks. They're 0-4. <laughs> they haven't won in no- October or November for, I think, two years. Seriously? 24- November 12th in 2014, I think.
1: Wow. Well, and they've got a couple pieces where they can make some trades. Yeah. You know, like they're talking about New Orleans Noel being available. They're talking about... Uh, Okafor. Okafor. I think New Orleans Noel or Okafor will be traded before the trade deadline. Yeah. So... Um, so let me ask you something about the kings okay so they've started out two and four mm-hmm. um look bad on this road trip yeah um they and, got cheated out of a game in miami yeah i mean that fourth quarter was horrible but whatever they're still lost yeah. they're still lost on the on the record mm-hmm. um that that miami game was unfortunate orlando they just didn't play well no. Um, They haven't looked really good on this road trip. Mm -hmm. Do you think if they continue to kind of play in this way that DeMarcus Cousins will be available for trade?
0: The thing that I look about right now, they're playing without their starting point guard. True. Um, Darren Collison hasn't played the first six games. They're playing with Ty Lawson and really no backup point guard. Mm -hmm. Garrett Temple has been the backup point guard.
1: And he's a shooting guard. And he's
0: more of a shooting guard. Um, I think once Darren Collison comes back... It'll allow Ty Lawson because he's played well. Yeah, but he's more the way he's played is more of a second string type. Okay. Bench player, I think that'll strengthen our bench. Okay. Um, so I think Darren call because right now Cousins and Rudy Gay are playing really well. Right now, they're averaging twenty some points a game, but combined and they're yeah. dominating offense. But they're not having the consistent third score. Okay. I think they're having Darren Collison come back will help. Uh, help build that up and help more control the offense instead of doing just uh be- What what I'm seeing them do is they're taking a long time to get in that offense. Okay. The their offense is get down to Demarcus Cousins and he he's a good passer so he'll dish out where where else? But he doesn't have any really consistent scores around him besides Rudy Gay. Yeah. Darren Collison will help spread that floor. Okay. So, right now I'm not. Concerned yet But if uh, Talk to me Once November Is over Okay Once November is over Let Darren Collison Get back in the rotation Help him get back Into the swing of things Mm -hmm. And then He's he's back back in two games Right Mm -hmm. Uh, The next two games Are Tonight against Milwaukee And then another Back to back
1: Against Toronto tomorrow They've so, had a tough schedule. To well, the to. tough first first two months of the season. I yeah. mean, it's tough. Now it does get a little easier towards the the back half. But yeah. you're right. I mean, they started out the season with a rough schedule. So, I'm not I'm
0: not worried yet, okay. just because of we're missing our point guard and,
1: and the, our schedule is up with the rough, so, with the road games. Yeah, back to backs and already. Stuff. So. Okay. Anything else about the NBA? Um. No other than it was interesting to see some of the highlights on the Oklahoma City Warriors game, the first one. Um, Oklahoma City was talking a lot of trash. Kevin Durant stayed quiet for a little bit, Mm -hmm. but was letting his play do the talking, and then he started talking back. Mm -hmm. So now everybody's saying that's just normal NBA speak, but Russell Westbrook... Showed up in a photographer outfit, yeah. and yeah, I mean, just there, there was definitely some bad blood there, yeah. Um, one of the things, one of the
0: funniest lines I remember was when uh, Cantor and Durant were going at it, yeah. What I guess Cantor said was, Why couldn't you play like this in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> and so that got a little bad blood there, too. Yeah, but, yeah. um, that was a rough first game to watch, I mean. Durant came out firing. He scored
1: 29 points in the first half. (laughs) Well, and I mean, that showed what... See, one of the things that I have wondered about the Warriors signing Durant is, you know, Durant now became kind of enemy number one, Mm -hmm. which puts a a target on the Warriors. Now, they already had a target on them because Mm -hmm. they're good. But this puts an even bigger target on them. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Yeah. You know, they've lost a couple games, blowouts. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got blown out by the Lakers. They weren't close. Same thing with the Spurs. So they're still learning how to play together. So I think some of this is going to take time. Yeah. One of my favorite highlights from that uh, Thunder
0: Warriors game was the Westbrook block on Durant. Yeah. That was amazing. (laughs) And it was perfect. I think there was some anger behind that block. Absolutely. No doubt. All right. So next, we're gonna do our updated playoff rank or playoff projections for the NFL. So we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So. At the beginning of the NFL season, we did our projections, our pro- our projections, predictions for the upcoming NFL season. Uh, so we're about eight weeks in now. Mm, this is good. we're coming up on week nine. Week nine. Uh, so we're gonna do a little updated, and I can tell you just based on looking at my um, rankings from the first time to this time, my NFC is completely different, and my AFC. It's fairly similar,
1: but um, still different yeah. in some aspects. Well, and that's that's to be expected yeah. when you have a season like we've had so far. Oh, it's... It's, NFC, it's a bizarre
0: season. It is. AFC has a really dominant team, and then a lot of less dominant. Yeah. And the NFC is just a bunch of... Average. Average teams. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'll start. Let's do... Sure. Let's start with the AFC um, we'll do our one through six. Okay. And then our championship prediction, the AFC championship prediction, and who the winner will be. Okay. And then we'll go to the NFC. Okay. Uh, so my number one C in the AFC is the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. No, it's the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, I mean... Oh, uh, is that what you predicted last time? No. Or are you doing, no. you're updating this? <laughs> um, it's the New England Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady looks... I mean, he's back. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. He's uh, He has 12 touchdowns, no picks, 2,000 yards. And that defense is great. Mm-hmm. And they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. which is not good for mm-hmm. anyone in the NFL. Uh, my number two seed is Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, they're an up-and-down team. They're a confusing team for me. Yeah. Um, that whole AFC... Uh, what division is that? Is that... West. No, it's um east. AFC East. No. No, that's where AFC the AFC North. Is. AFC North. AFC North. Yes. North. Um. So the AFC North. I mean, I could see anyone besides the Browns winning that division, just because they're weird. That division's weird for me. With the Bengals and Baltimore. Yeah. Now. I mean, it's just a weird division. P- Pittsburgh is really inconsistent. They have really good games, and they may get blown out. So, um, my number three seed is Denver. Okay. Um, I still think they're the top of the, even without a great offense, their defense is so amazing. Sure. Uh, my number four seed, which is the AFC South winner, I have Tennessee. Okay. Um, Houston, their defense is good. Their offense can't do anything. Brock Osweiler is horrible. Mm-hmm um he is not looking like that that he was worth the uh, 4 year 72 million not yet. So, I just don't I, I think Tennessee has a really good running game and sure. d- run game and defense and that Marcus Mariota has played outstanding. So now my 5th and 6th seed, both wild cards are from one division. I have Oakland number 5 mm-hmm. and I have Kansas City number 6. <laughs> Do we have the exact same rank uh, playoff predictions
1: with one exception.
0: Okay. So Oakland is great, Kansas City's great. I mean, it was close for me for um San Diego there though too, mm, cuz they yeah. are a lot better than their 3 and 5 I there. They are. They've lost a lot of close games, mm-hmm. but um, and just a few wrong bounces of the ball for them. Yeah. But I I say that whole division is one of the best in the NFL, now, mm-hmm. which is surprising to me because I did not think that the San Diego would be as good as they have Sure. proven. So, uh, the championship game, I have the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Versus
1: the Denver Broncos. Okay. With the Patriots winning. Okay. So yeah, you're AFC. Okay, so ours is virtually the same. I have New England number one, clear. Um, Pittsburgh is number two for me. Um, You're right, they have been inconsistent. But most of that, I feel, is due to Ben Roethlisberger being hurt. Okay. So they've not had a consistent quarterback back there. They've had Landry Jones playing, and he's fine. Mm -hmm. He's done okay. Uh, But I think Big Ben's supposed to play this weekend I think that gets them righted in the right direction, at least offensively, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be able to to right that ship and be strong again. Yeah, um, I like you have the Broncos number three for mm-hmm. the same reasons you do. Their defense is dominant. Uh, Trevor Simeon is doing a fine job back there at quarterback. Um, uh, I put Houston number four. Okay. Um, I actually did toy with putting Tennessee in there. However, um, I I like Bill O'Brien. Okay. I like him as a head coach. I think he's got a lot of smarts behind him. And while you're right, Brock Osweiler is not worth the 70-some million dollars, I believe that they can tailor an offense around what his skill set is. I mean, you know, Brock Osweiler has played a total of 12 NFL games. Mm -hmm. You know, he played four last year. Now, he looked good in those four games, but when you pay a quarterback that much money, there's some expectation that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So you're expecting to have that quarterback be able to throw it, you know, 50 times a game and complete, you know, 75% of those throws or 60% or yeah. whatever. Brock Osweiler's only played 12 games. You've got to gotta let yeah. other guys around him do the work. So you've got Lamar Miller, who has done a great job this year so far in uh, his really mm-hmm. his first Starting gig in a team like this, I think they start feeding the ball more to guys like him. Uh, they've got Alfred Blue as a backup, you know. So I think they've got some pieces in place that they can start giving Brock Osweiler a little break. Okay. And I think letting go of some of those expectations a little bit, just because he has a big contract, doesn't mean he's ready for it. Yeah. He took the contract because someone was offering it to him. Yeah. Right. So next, I have Oakland, Mm -hmm. and then I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I mean. Right. I think the AFC
0: West is the best in football. Yeah. But the NFC East is close. By. Well, you
1: know, Oakland and, D- and Denver play this
0: Sunday night. Ooh, that's I can't gonna wait be, for that game. Yeah, I'm mad I can't watch it. So it's going to be great awesome.
1: Um, I do have a little bit of difference from you in the AFC Championship game. Okay. I believe it'll be New England and Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, just because I believe they are legitimately the two best teams. Um, Denver's defense is dominant, yes. But I think once they get in against a team like New England or Pittsburgh... That have dominant offenses. Yeah. That, that the, the offense for Denver won't be able to keep up. Well, the thing with Denver though is you saw what they
0: did in the Super Bowl last year against the Panthers. Sure. Which was the best offense in the NFL last mm-hmm. year? They shut them down. So yeah. that's why I have Denver up there. But no, I get. Hey, mm-hmm. I get it. I just think
1: it'll be New England and Pittsburgh, okay. and I have New England mm-hmm. winning uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. Um,
0: so let's do NFC. Okay. Um, I was looking at my earlier predictions and I only have three teams from my first predictions <laughs> and it's still in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, number one, the NFC was hard for me to put in order. Yes. Just because there's no clear-cut favorite. But I just feel that the way they're playing, I have Dallas number one. Okay. Um, as long as they don't bring Tony Romo back. Okay. As long as they don't start him. Um... If they don't start him, I think uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott can lead them to the number one seed in the playoffs. So I'm for sure. I buy Okay. Uh, number two, I have Green Bay. Oh. Um, I just think Aaron Rodgers will help push them forward. I just don't... This is hard for, to decide just because there's like, they're all right in yeah, the middle. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so I think I have Green Bay, then number three, I have Seattle. Okay. Number four, I have Atlanta. Okay. Uh, the number five, I have Minnesota. Okay. And number six, I have Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, I think Philadelphia is going to be a good... They won't win right away, but... Um, like the first, that first playoff game, but they will make the playoffs. Uh, the NFC Championship is going to be Green Bay versus Dallas. Okay. With Dallas winning. Whoa. I have Dallas making the Super Bowl. I'm Whoa. very high on Dak Prescott and Ezekiel right now. My goodness. So... I that's, think that offensive line... That's pretty spectacular. Yeah. I
1: I don't know. I'm just pretty high on Dallas right now. Okay, I get it. So, Well, yeah, NFC was the toughest division to, to do because you're right. There's not just a clear cut. They are the best team. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I did not have the Cowboys number one is for the reasons you mentioned uh, with Ezekiel and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. They're both rookies. Yeah. Um, okay. While they're playing behind the best offensive line... Uh, they're still rookies. I think once you get a little bit further into the season, guys are going to start to learn their tendencies. They're going to learn what they do, what they don't do, just like they've done with Russell Wilson a little bit. He's become a little bit more predictable, and I've seen this, uh, but anyway, I'll, let me start over. My number one, I have the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> right, as much as what I've said just now about yeah, um, the Seattle Seahawks have some pretty significant injuries to their to their to their team. Russell Wilson being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and their, their offensive line stinks. I mean, they are just, they're really bad. However, I think with the defense they have, w- with Russell Wilson getting a little healthier with, uh, when they have a bye week coming up, uh, things like that going on. Uh, did they already have their bye week? I'm think Didn't so. Check. But anyway, I think they've got a bye week coming up, okay. um, which will help their good team get healthy. I think they can right the ship a little bit because they looked Horrible offensively against Arizona. Mm -hmm. They really did. They looked really bad against Arizona. I did not like the way they looked. However, I still don't have confidence in the other teams to be the number one seed. I think by the end of the season, the Seahawks, and a lot of it also has to do with, you know, who they play in their division, too. You know, they got to play the Niners again. They already had their bye. They did have their bye. Um, They were the first team to have a bye. Oh, they had week four? One,
0: two, three. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, week okay. four. So, there there yeah, so, anyway, I
1: still think Russell Wilson can get healthy and Seahawks can take that number one seed. Um, number two, I have the Vikings. Really? I do. Um, they're decimated with injuries mm-hmm. offensively. Defense is still good. Um, I really, really, really like their head coach. I think he's a really good coach. Mm-hmm. And I think with, with a little bit of turmoil going on, North Turner leaving. I just, something about that team seems resilient to me. Okay. Um, they've got a few pieces in place that I think can, can help them get over the hump. Plus, they play in a division with the Bears, mm. who stink. And they play in a division with the Packers, yes. And um, Detroit. And actually Detroit, looks good. who's okay, but I, I don't think... D- Detroit I actually considered
0: putting in the playoffs. Yeah. Just because that offense is great. Well we'll yeah, see. So I, I just base. I don't know. I have a yeah. feeling about the Vikings. Okay. I have a feeling that they'll turn around. Okay. Number
1: three, I have the Cowboys. hmm um, for the reasons you mentioned, they're playing really well. Um number four, I have the Falcons, like you. Mm-hmm. Number five, I have the Packers. Okay. And number six, I have the Eagles. Okay. Um I have the Seahawks and um uh Packers. Okay. Playing. I think that could work out if I did it right. Where's Green Bay's? Number five. Um... Because they would play... Let's see. The Falcons would play the Packers. The Packers would beat them. They would then play the Vikings?
0: I think so. Uh,
1: the way, That's the way I had it ranked. Is, it, is that 3-5? Th- well, no, it would be... So it would be
0: 3-6. They don't reseed in there, so it's 3-6... And
1: 4-5. I think they would play the Seattle. So they'd play Seattle? I okay. think Seattle second. Okay, so then that wouldn't work out for me. I must have done that wrong. Well, <laughs> let's just say I have Seattle and Packers play. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'll figure that out. Yeah. I have Seattle and the Packers playing each other, and I have Seattle winning. And It's going to be Patriots-Seattle Patriots- Seattle. rematch. And who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I
0: have Dallas and the Patriots, and I have the Patriots.
1: So I have Seattle and the Patriots, and I have the Patriots. Yeah. So, I mean... I think you've got an angry Tom Brady on your hands. Yeah, and
0: that's not good for the league. No. I mean, I think he's going to he's gonna destroy mm-hmm. uh, Roger Goodell's hopes and dreams. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm just really high on Dallas right now. I mean, I just... I have a feeling that they seem like a really young and they, uh, I feel like they're hungry yeah. for to prove people wrong because people were writing them off before the season.
1: Yeah. Um, I do have a bold prediction for you. Okay. I know we weren't going to do that, but I okay, have that's one fine. bold prediction for you. It doesn't have anything to do with the playoffs. Okay. My bold prediction, the Niners will have a worse record than the Cleveland Browns by the end of the season. <laughs> Let me look at Cleveland's record real quick. They're 0-8.
0: Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> uh, They're scheduled. The rest of their schedule is here. Yikes. Fun time would be a Cle- uh, Cleveland and San Francisco fan. See, they play the Cowboys, Ravens, Steelers, Giants, Bengals, Bills, Chargers. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, Browns are going to have a worse record. I don't see them beating anyone. The- you want to hear their next games? Right? Yeah. The Cowboys, are in the next game, then the Ravens, mm-hmm. then the Steelers, home to the Steelers, Gi- Giants at the Browns, Bengals at the Browns, Browns at the Bills, Chargers at the Browns, Browns at the Steelers.
1: See, I see two wins in there. For who? I see the Giants. I think they could beat the Giants. Oh, no. The way the Giants play sometimes, yeah, they can get in the head. And then I see the Chargers. The Chargers another team that could possibly get it. Now, so that means they'd have two wins. The Niners have one win
0: right now. I know. I'm, I'm looking at their schedule right now. Let's see. They have the Saints at the Cardinals, home to the Patriots. At the Dolphins, I could see a possible... But the Dolphins
1: have been playing really good.
0: At the Bears. I forgot about the Bears. That's right. Home to the Jets.
1: But the Jets have a good defense, so...
0: At the Falcons, at the Rams, home to the Seahawks. I could see, a Bear, I could see them winning the Bears and the Dolphins game. Even the Jets, possibly. I could see them winning two out of those three.
1: Man, here's the thing. I hope they don't. <laughs> you want the first pick? I want the first pick. <laughs> you want a quarterback? <laughs> I, want. Uh, I only wish Jake Lockler, Lockyer was uh, coming out this year. Yeah, so we need it. We need it. We need someone like him. <laughs> um,
0: I had a bold prediction, but I can't remember. Well, I think I guess my bold prediction was Dallas makes the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is so, that's really a bold prediction. Yeah, I don't With think
1: two rookies yeah. leading the offensive
0: charge. Yeah, they have a solid defense too. So, if
1: they played really well. Yeah. Ron, Ron Melanelli is their coach, and he's mm-hmm. done a really good job because their defense shouldn't be that good. No. They're not, they don't have the personnel to
0: be no. that good. But they did lose a big defensive player, which could hurt them this past week. I can't remember
1: what his name was. With Sean Lee, was it?
0: No. Um, crap, who
1: was it? Oh, it's their Morris Claiborne. That's right. Yes, so I, I saw Klabern. that. Yeah, that's a, that is that's a big loss.
0: So that could hurt my prediction, but I still think that just... I don't know what it is. I just think that they are... The way Dak Prescott prepares and what I've read about Mm -hmm. and the way he's handling himself Mm -hmm. um, is not like a rookie. Sure. The two best rookie quarterbacks right now are handling themselves like veterans. Yeah. Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott do not handle themselves like they are rookies. No, that's a good point. Um, I mean, that other number one pick, Jared Goff... Have you, exactly, have you seen him yet? There's a prediction. I think he plays at least one game before the end of the season. There you go. <laughs> Jeff, Fischer, Jeff Fisher finally bonk, bonk, breaks bonk. and plays a rookie quarterback. <laughs> so we'll see. But um, uh, we got a good, good slate of football games tomorrow. Yep. Um, Sunday Night Football is going to be fun. Yeah. I think that will be a very telling game. Sure. If the Raiders can pull that game out, I think they may take that division yeah. if they can pull that game out. Sure, that gives them a leg up in the division. Mm-hmm. They've uh, they lost to the Chiefs at home. Yep. Uh, I think they beat the Chargers. They did. They did. So they need a Bronco. They need to beat the Broncos. Yeah. So, um, you have anything football related to say All right. or any other news?
1: Well, if you want to switch topics real quick, 205 is okay. coming up. UFC. Oh 205. yeah, UFC
0: two hundred five. So you got Tom McGregor. Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez. Um, we're getting that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more excited for this than, um, than uh, UFC 200.
1: Yeah, well, the thing with Conor McGregor is it's always a fight. Yeah. I mean, you, you just don't know what you're going to get with mm. the other guys. So, um, And there's a lot of, I mean, there's some really good fights on this mm. card. I mean, it's, it is a better card. As long as everybody stays injury free and doesn't so get far, doesn't so get good. drug tested and found taking drugs. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank you, John Jones. Yeah. So, um, um, you want to just go through the five card yeah, real quick? No, so, uh, we'll start with the lower. Um, that we, Did you can pronounce the names? Liz Carmuche. Yep. Is Is that, is that yeah, how you that's say good, it? That's good. And Caitlin Chukagian. I have no idea on that. One. I don't either. Uh, I don't know much about. I don't. This Kamachi
1: fought Ronda Rousey for the title one uh, time, and so she'll probably yeah. win. Uh,
0: this is the undercard. Uh, then Tim Boach uh-huh. and Rafael Natal. Okay. Uh, don't know much about that. I'm not a huge, like big into the. I'm. I really know the bigger name fighters. are sure. Not good with the lower level, yeah. like the undercards. Do you know?
1: I know who Tim Boach is. He's a, he's been in the UFC a long time. Yeah. Um, so he's a he's a good solid fighter.
0: Okay. Uh, then we have Jim Miller versus Tiago Alves. I see that one right there
1: is interesting because those are guys; those are UFC vets. Mm-hmm. And Jim Miller and Tiago Alves are both. Uh, Jim Miller's more of a, a wrestler kind of mm-hmm. guy. Tiago Alves is a boxer, um, Muay Thai kind of a guy. Yeah. But they'll, that'll be a good fight.
0: And I think this is still the undercard, like the f- um, the f- their fight past. Yeah. And then Vincente, Vincente, Vincente. Vicente, Vicente, Vicente. That. Dad? Versus Bilal Mohammed. Okay, yeah, I don't know who those two are. I don't either. That's, I think that's the end of the fight, UFC fight pass. Okay. Then Fox prelims. The first fight on the Fox prelim is Rashad Evans versus Tim Kennedy.
1: Which, so those are two big names that you've yeah. heard of for a long time. But, I mean. Had this fought, fight went on five years ago, mm-hmm. it may have been like for a number one contender type of a yeah. fight. Now, it's just a fight of veterans. Yeah. And it's so, a good I mean, fight.
0: Well, I mean, this entire honor card right here is a pretty good undercard. Yeah. Uh, so we have Rashad Evans versus Tim Kim- Kennedy. And then, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, Khabib is
1: awesome.
0: Versus Michael Johnson.
1: Yeah.
0: Another solid hey, you didn't fight. butcher that one. I know, not huh. <laughs> Uh Then the final fight on the undercard is Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the easier. undercard. That's <laughs> it. Um, And then, start of the main card, I think, is the start of the main card. Misha Tate versus Raquel Pennington. Uh Uh-huh. Then, Kelvin Gastelum versus Donald Cerrone. Yep. This card is stacked. Chris Weidman versus Yoel Romero, which I think that's more of a number one contender thing to fight. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember the middleweight champion. Bisping. Bisping, that's right. Um, Oh, man, I'm going to butcher this name. Joanna.
1: Yeah, I'm not even going to... the champion.
0: The champion versus Carolina... Yes. (laughs) ...Kolokiewicz. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Both undefeated, I just noticed. It's cool. Both fighting now. Poland. Yeah. Go Poland. (laughs) Showing up. (laughs) Uh, Then the co-main event, Tyron Woodley versus Stephen Thompson, which that's for the light heavyweight. Light heavyweight. 170s. That's a good fight. Yeah. (sighs) And then the main event is Eddie Alvarez versus Conor McGregor for the Lightweight Championship. That's incredible. That's going to be such a great card. Oh. I'm... That's going to be a whole-day event. Uh about Eddie Alvarez? I think Eddie Alvarez wins. You do? I do. Um, just from what I've seen, the way he's fought in the past, I, I just think he's going to be a lot to handle for Conor McGregor. Okay. I think Conor McGregor's good. I think he can be great. But... Um, I just think going to a different weight class, going up again, I think that hurts him. It slows him down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wow. Slows him down, doesn't allow him for as much. uh, um, His cardio will be less. I mean, he'll fight his butt off still, but I just just have a feeling Eddie Alvarez will take things more personally than previous fights for Conor McGregor Mm -hmm. and will pound his face in. I want to see Conor McGregor win because I... I really like Conor McGregor,
1: mm-hmm. so. Well, it'll be interesting to see because um, you know, this is getting closer to Conor McGregor's weight class. Mm-hmm. He's down at one fifty five. Yeah. So while he had to gain weight for it, he did not have to gain as much weight as he did to fight a guy like Nate Diaz. Yeah. You know, Nate Diaz walks around at two ten. Yeah. Two fifteen with his height and everything, and then drops down to one seventy. Mm-hmm. Well. Conor McGregor walks around at, you know, 160. Mm-hmm. One, So he has to gain weight yeah. to fight someone like Nate Diaz. And he learned a lot of fighting Nate Diaz. Yeah. Well, I mean, he you thought said... he could just put. Sorry, go ahead. No, you. You're... Well, uh, he learned a lot from that fight in right. the style you have to fight to beat a bigger man. Yeah. You know, he. What? Nothing. He. Um, <laughs> he um, in the first fight when he lost yeah. it's because he gassed yeah, he, threw. he thought he could throw those haymakers like he does at 145 and knock a guy out because that's what they've always happened well he hit Nate Diaz with the same shots and Nate Diaz just didn't go down well Nate Diaz also has a fantastic chin he does but <laughs> but Nate Diaz learned in yeah. fact you saw him in the second fight and Conor McGregor learned and Conor McGregor learned you, you he knocked Nate Diaz down a couple times mm-hmm. and what happened Nate Diaz, or, uh, man, I keep saying that, McGregor just stood back and let him get back up, and then he pounded on him some more. Yeah, because he knows 20. he's not
0: as good on the ground. Yeah. So, um, I think it's going to be a fantastic card. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I don't know about enough about the UFC fighters to be able to make really good predictions. Sure. Um, um, you, I
1: knew you would think about the mcgregor Alvarez yeah. fight, though.
0: I'd love to see McGregor win, though, just to hold two belts, but I think he's going to have to give up his one of them. I think he'll have to give up featherweight.
1: I think he gives up the one forty-five. I mm-hmm. think he stays at one fifty-five because I think the one forty-five drop for him is a little more difficult than he wants to deal with. Yeah, well, I mean, you First, see what you see how.
0: So I've looked at different at the uh, fight against Jose Aldo and the fight against Conor McGregor. How he looks? He looks a lot more healthy at that at that higher weight. I mean, at the one forty-five, he looks frail and he looks skinny. Yeah, and it just looks sick. Yeah. So I think 155 would be a good mix of those. Sure. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to see Colin McGregor win. And who. I don't even know who he'd fight next. I mean, I'd love yeah. to see a Nate Diaz three, but <laughs> yeah. Dana White has. Yeah, but Nate Diaz has, or Dana White has, is very against it right now. Is he? Yeah. He's come out and said, we're not doing that right now. But, but like, I mean... It's the money fight. It's a, I, was I mean, gonna say it's a money that's gonna break that fight, That third fight's gonna break records because mm-hmm. that's the rubber match. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be a that'd be a fun fight. But uh, so UFC two hundred five is this next Saturday, so that'll be fun to watch. Yep. Anything else? Uh, no. All righty. So that has been episode thirteen of the Two Fat Dudes Talk Sports podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Two Fat Dudes and Twitter. Do you know where we are at on Twitter?
1: two fat dudes
0: there you go we post do you know when we post Monday on afternoon not on not when on and Facebook iTunes iTunes SoundCloud iTunes on Mondays wow we need to get you better at that I'm tired of carrying this team (laughs) 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 so uh, until next week, guys take it easy
1: stay classy Bad dudes!